Hey there, I'm Joanne Tambrakis, and this is Marketing, Mindfulness, and Martinis. Unfiltered conversations, or as I like to say, opinions shaken, not stirred, on what's changing and what's not in business and in life as we enter into the next normal. So pour yourself your beverage of choice, and let's get to it. So it's been six weeks since I last dropped an episode here. And yes, I have missed it. But I also admit I'm a bit nervous. I'm out of practice. And like anything that requires practice, when you fall off the wagon, so to speak, you feel a bit rusty when you get back on. It's kind of like skiing. You know, I used to snow ski every winter. And no matter how much I had improved by the end of the previous season, I would get really nervous on the first day of the new one. Would I remember what to do? How do I even get on a ski lift again? Could I buckle my boots? I mean, what if I fell? Would I be able to get myself up? I would get nervous. And then I would push past my nervousness the only way I knew how, which I will admit generally involves a lot of talking to myself. Reminding myself how much I loved the thrill of accomplishment that I always found when I made it down a challenging slope. And I would do it no matter how wobbly my legs might feel at the beginning of that first run. And that, my dear listeners, is how I feel today. I have a lot of wonderful guests on the docket this fall, but I did want to open this first episode after my August, which ran into September break with a solo catch-up episode, where I've been and what I've been thinking, a mindfulness edition of the podcast. Now, if you happen to catch my blog, you know I did something else in August that I had not done in a very long time, since pre-pandemic, in fact, and that was get on an airplane. You know, air travel was something that used to come very easily to me and something I used to look forward to. There was something about being in an airport terminal that always spoke to me of just endless possibility. Now, I admit that after 9-11, some of that thrill was dampened quite a bit. For those too young to remember, there was actually a time when you did not have to take off your shoes and pass through a body scanner to get on a plane. In fact, whoever might be picking you up could actually meet you at the gate. That just sounds all so quaint in today's world, where you can't even get a bottle of water through security and you have to wear a mask. So all of this was part of my uneasiness about flying, not about wearing a mask. While I would rather only wear one on Halloween, If this is what we have to do now to keep this virus from spreading and creating any more new variants, in the words of Nike, let's just do it. I was more concerned I might be on a plane with one of those crazy people I keep seeing in the news clips, you know, the ones that rip off their masks and then spit on people claiming their civil liberties are being infringed upon. At the same time, they're not bothering to recognize their lack of regard for the greater good is infringing on my rights. But I digress. There was a time when this all came easily to me, but not this time. This time, not only was I skeptical, like podcasting, I was out of practice. Would my carry-on fit in the overhead? Would they make me check it? And if I had to check it, would it arrive in LA with me after I changed planes in Dallas? And really, what had possessed me to choose Dallas-Fort Worth of all airports in which to change planes? Note to self now, never again will I voluntarily choose to change a plane in that once great state that is not only now home to a hotbed of new virus infections, but also home to draconian laws when it comes to women. 
But again, I digress. Just trust me, I will get back to the point. It's a thing I do that used to amaze the people who worked for me. How I could seem to veer off the point in a sales call and somehow manage to find my way back to my main point. I've noticed I do the same thing now when I teach. But again, I am digressing. The thing is, my desire to be in California, to spend time with my cousins whom I adore, to be physically removed from my surroundings, something that had not happened since a trip to Florida in January of 2020, just before the pandemic and the quarantine set in, pushed me forward. It would have been easy to stay put. After all, I do live in arguably the greatest city in the world, you know, New York or nowhere. But I knew it was time. I had to break the seal and do this, kind of like recording this podcast. My friend and constant source of inspiration, Gloria Felt, who was on episode number 25 and will be back on the podcast in a few weeks to talk about her brand new book, Intentioning Sex, Power, Pandemics, and How Women Take the Lead for Everyone's Good. Great title, isn't it? She talks in this book about what she calls the VCA method of intentioning, vision, courage, and action, and how sometimes we need to take action even when we are questioning our courage to do so. That's pretty much what happened when I got on that first plane. I have an intention to travel more, and like so many of us, the pandemic has held me back. But at some point, I had to rip the Band-Aid off and just do it. Same thing with this new episode. In what is officially my second year of podcasting, I have an intention to make this year bigger and better than before and to reach more people. But that can't happen if I don't rip the Band-Aid off. In both cases, I have gained perspective, something that is so easy to lose in these very crazy times. Now, in between my trip and recording this episode, I taught my first in-person class at NYU in over a year and a half. Just like my trip and the podcast, I was looking forward to it, but also crazy apprehensive. Would I find my spot when I stood in front of the room? Could I teach standing up again? Would I even be able to connect my laptop to project my slides? And I had to do this with a mask on? But again, I pushed past all, the, all that apprehension and I discovered it was just like those first days of skiing. You push past the wobbly knees and you find your legs and you would discover you are exactly where you are supposed to be in that moment. In every single case, I've gained much needed perspective about my life and my own intentions and the state of the world. Because let's face it, there's so much brokenness in the world today. The West Coast is in desperate need of water and the Northeast, who doesn't need the water, just had Hurricane Ida weave the path of destruction. There's a former president who is still denying the results of last year's election and a posse behind him in denial. There are people actively trying to set women's rights back 100 years and others trying to make it harder to vote instead of easier. There's a lot to fear, some of it with merit and some of it manufactured by bad actors. And then there is this pandemic and another coalition trying to convince people that getting a vaccine is going to make them grow a third arm and confusing doing the right thing for public health and public good with infringement of rights, you know, forgetting that with rights in a democracy comes responsibility. See, now I'm getting myself all worked up again. That is how easy it is to lose perspective. 
Now, one of the things that became crystal clear to me in these last weeks, as I pushed past my uneasiness with getting on a plane, teaching in person again, and now with this episode of my podcast, is that the only thing we can control in these crazy times is ourselves. Our response to what's happening, our attitude towards it, and our actions, however big or small those steps might be. We're all so caught up in our myopic worlds these days, bombarded with new sound bites that take on a life of their own when propelled by algorithms and social media platforms. We're encouraged to bump our heads at the tree amplified in our vision on any particular hour or day. And we're rarely invited to step back and remember that a tree alone does not make a forest. The forest is what gives us perspective, but too often we forget that it's there when our faces are pressed on the tree leading the headlines. It screws with our perspective. And often it forces us to stand still instead of moving forward. Each time I have taken a step forward in these last couple of months, whether it was getting on a plane, walking into a classroom, or now starting to record episodes again, my perspective is renewed. And with it, a certainty that it's all going to be all right, even when it seems like that is not possible. The challenges are all still there. People are continuing to refuse vaccinations. Infections are on the rise. The country is as divided as ever. People continue to talk more than to listen. The domestic terrorists who attacked our capital on January 6th are still here. A war we never should have gotten into in the first place is finally over and it's messier than we could have ever have imagined and hardly a victory, something we knew was going to for a long time would not be a victory. I get to teach in a physical classroom this fall, but I still have to wear a mask. It may not be easy, but it'll be okay. There are things in my control and things out of my control. My renewed perspective has reminded me that all I can do is take steps every day to create the change I want in the places where I do have control. In the words of Anne Lamont from her seminal book, Bird by Bird, Don't look at your feet to see if you're doing it right. Just dance. Or in this case, just podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing Mindfulness and Martinis. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so other people can find us. And hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've got a question you'd like answered or a topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me a note, info at joannetombrakis.com. And until next time, remember, whatever got you to where you are isn't enough to keep you there.